everybody, it's shameless plug time. So thanks for checking out the podcast, Going Full Nerd. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe everywhere possible. So look for Going Full Nerd on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, goingfullnerd.com, and my Twitter handle, ONYXXX1969. You can also listen to the audio version on its home, anchor.fm, but also on Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you consume your podcast listening pleasure. Hey guys, let's get on with the show. Sunday, Sunday, and as always, we always talking about comic book stuff at 6 o'clock, and I got a hard stop time at 6.30, so this is going to be, I'm not going to say short and sweet, but it's going to be to the point. What's happening? What's going on? Welcome to Going Full Nerd, the podcast, if you want to call it that. That's, that's what I call it. I mean, I'm just doing my thing, right? Right, right. Oh, man. So what's today's topic? Today's topic, obviously, we're continuing our little talk about Secret Invasion, the series on Disney+. Plus. San Diego Comic-Con happened this week, and we got all sorts of crap. Writer's Strike. We've got freaking uh, Actor's Strike. You know, Strike, 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 Strike. But what's going down? What's the problem? What's happening? So first thing I'm going to go ahead and say is, what's up, my man? Fully geeking up. What's up? See everything. But what's up, everybody? Hey, glad everybody made it. Um, Start off a little bit with a little serious note, and that's just how I am. Get the serious stuff out the way, and then we bring the mood up. So I kind of want to put my two cents onto this because this is kind of close to home and I got to do some adjustments inside the stream afterwards. But for those of you who follow me on Twitter, I did a post the other day and it was to a GoFundMe. Now, as always, I'm trying to drive memberships and I'm trying to get people to donate to the children's hospital charity, but this came out of nowhere. And the story behind this it, it's a little bit different, okay? It's a little bit different. And the reason why I say it's a little bit different because this is somebody that is, I'm not going to say, is close to members of my family. Well, my daughter, okay? So let me go ahead and throw this out here. So young man named Dominique, okay? Mr. Walker, okay, Dominique Walker, he's, a, he, he's been around my daughter, my grandkids, and all that stuff since they were babies, years since they were in, like, high school, okay? Nice kid, always respectful, all of that, I, and that's just my thing. Well, he went to go see his daughter and pick his daughter up to spend time. Well, they had a gas leak at the house where his daughter was, and he and another individual rushed in to save his daughter and other kids. There's a GoFundMe. Really, you know, life does, keeps going. He's fighting. He's right now, honestly, he's still in the hospital, third degree burns, and it's going to be a long road to recovery. Thank God 
he got his daughter and they got the other kids out from everything that I was told, but his, even his daughter, you know, suffered from first degree burn. So the medical expenses are going to be there. So if you can find it in your heart, go on my Twitter, share it. I'll put the link inside this when it's all said and done inside the description, if you so choose, but share it. You know, if you want to donate, donate, it's not a requirement, but this is the epitome of a superhero right here in my book. And we talk about superheroes. A superhero goes to save people regardless of the risk. This is a superhero moment. This is something that any father, grandfather, mother, daughter, any of that will do for a kid or should do for a kid. So I just got to get that superhero business out the way. Please check it out. Do what you can. If you can, sharing it is the at a minimum. Because, you know, every little bit helps, okay? Every little bit helps. There's so many funky GoFundMes going around. I know th what this one is going for. I, I just do. That's just me. Now we've got the seriousness out the way. Next thing. Addressing the question in the chat. Any ideas for new content if the strikes continue in the movies and in show business? Well, here's the thing. There's a lot of stuff already done. Okay, so it's not like movies are going to stop coming out. It's like a it's, it's like a little effect. It's like an accordion. You know, you ever try to stop a train or stop something real quick and then you stop it real quick. But it takes a while for that caboose and for the back to come up and, you know, give it that issue. Well, that's kind of like what this is. A lot of stuff is stopped. So we're going to see movie release dates push back until they get, you know, all this settled up. And I, be honest, I'm going to be that one, you know, I'm going to sit here and say, you know, you get a lot of, what is it? You get people that say, oh, our actors make millions of dollars. And I kind of get where the actors are coming from in this particular moment. And I'm going to say, you've seen the result of AI bullshit. And I'm going to say it like that because, you know, I get it with some stuff. If you want to kind of flash back to some of the great actors and things like that, they can use AI computer to generate their image, their voice and things like that to bring them forward. I mean, years ago we had what a Tupac hologram, right? You know, we had, you know, Nat King Cole and his daughter singing unforgettable together. Right. You know, we had that. That's and technology allows us to do those things. But when we start talking about the actors and the bottom line up front that I've read and heard is they want to be able to scan an AI image, pay that person for one day worth of work and use that image forever. You know, I, I, I don't know how I feel about. Well, I know how I feel about that. That's kind of some bullshit. If you're going to use my face for something, I'm going to tell you, you got to pay me every time you use this miraculous, beautiful little grill. Uh, YouTube does. I mean, every time somebody view a video and see this beautiful mug, yeah, hey, they got to watch an ad, goes into the ad revenue. So the same thing should go for the actors and the movies. But here goes my other part. That actor bit is, is and it don't, get, don't get at me about talent. Okay, don't get me. Everybody got talent. But what I'm also going to say is 
also kind of look at, you know, would you want to get paid if somebody used your face, used your likeness? You know, that's my thing. And also, and, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Streaming service, too, yeah. But you know what? You got to kind of negotiate streaming service a little different because you can track it, but it's kind of difficult to track a lot of views and stuff like that. I, I don't know. But the bottom line is I get it, residuals, royalties. The stuff I get from YouTube is a royalty check, you know? The stuff people get from other things, from being an actor in a movie, television show, streaming service, whatever, those royalties, and they should get paid if their likeness and voice and their work is being viewed. They should get a piece of it. I'm not saying that they should get a whole rack ton, but I'm not saying they should be cheated either. I mean, it is the deal. I mean, times are evolving so the revenue way should be evolving. I mean, I don't agree with, I, I, I don't disagree with them saying, hey, we ain't going to do this because we got to get paid. Studios get paid. You know, record companies and musicians have been going through this for years. It was only a moment, it was only a matter of time before actors, writers, and goes to that. And you know me, I'm all about supporting everybody that makes a movie. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I've got friends who appear on television. Let them get paid. They got the break. They got, boom, get them paid. That's just me. When I show up on TV, I expect to get paid. You know, unless they got me with my hands behind my back and all that good stuff. But that's a whole different story. Hopefully we won't go there. All right, so... Also, this week going on, this weekend was San Diego Comic-Con. Obviously, I'm not in San Diego. Um, one day, I'm going to make it out there. I'm going to make it out there. But with the actors, the movies, and things like that, you know, Comic-Con reverted back to talking about the main thing that it always talks about, which is comics. And I think a lot of people forget that. And even I forget that sometimes. Because, But I, you know... And I get wrapped up in talking about things like this, Secret Invasion. And, you know, Secret Invasion, let me do it right, Secret Invasion. But the key with that is, you know, hey, we got to, you know, we got we to gotta do our thing. So, let you know, we should get a group together and go to San Diego Comic Con. You know, that, that would be, that, that's, that's pretty, pretty tight. That, that would be pretty tight. Um. But they, they say it's wild. And, you know, I'm going to be honest. That's California. That's Cali. I can't wear a bunch of different stuff in Cali. That's what I heard, uh, you know, the rumors. I, I knew, The most I've spent in California was I hit LAX. And that was on a skid bump going to Korea. Skip, you know, skid bump going to Hawaii. Skip, you know, not even leaving the airport. So, you know, I got to curate what I wear, I guess, when I go there and make sure I got a decent hotel. But I think you got to start planning San Diego Comic-Con, like now, if you're going to do San Diego Comic-Con. But that's neither here nor there. So let's go. Let's let's talk. <laughs> Less episode, 26 episodes back in the day. Now you're looking at me. Well, that's because people consume information and consume stuff a lot quicker. I mean... You know, everybody pissed off at Disney Plus because they're making us wait a week at a time to watch these things with Secret Invasion. 
you know, where people have gotten used to the Netflix model where you can binge watch and watch something all night and talk about the whole series right after, right? So it is what it is. Just wear anime and comic book shirts, I'll be all right. You know what? I think I might have to. But that, then I got to go through my wardrobe. We got to buy a whole bunch of Naruto and Goku clothes, right? That It is what it is, right? That's, that's what I would do. Or my new favorite uh, anime show, Dr. Stone. You know, I, I'll talk about that one day. But anyway... Let's get on with it. So San Diego Comic-Con is going on. They're talking more comics. Um, and I don't know if I'm excited about a lot of stuff coming out in comics anymore. I mean, I post a lot of stuff on goingfullnerd.com. But the thing about it is what are we, what are we, you know, going to expect from the comics? Because comic books are having a direct influence on the movies now. And they're kind of mirroring each other in different ways. So recently in the comic books, they killed off Ms. Marvel. That's Kamala Khan, that character. And so they killed that character out, uh, killed that character off. But now they move forward. They brought that character back to life in the comic books. And oh, by the way, they're now saying she's a mutant as evidenced in the Ms. Marvel Disney Plus show when they played the X-Men 97 theme. You know what I'm saying? Now they got it where she's with the X-Men in the comics. Go on goingfullnerd.com. You'll see the comic book covers. They're calling it Ms. Marvel, The New Mutant. And I, and they did all this in time because the sequel to Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel and actually letting us see Monica Rambeau in the Marvels coming out in November 10th. So we'll see what's up with that. Already finished. It's going to get released, strike or not. Now, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's talk Secret Invasion, episode five. I'm going to be honest with you. This has got to be the worst episode of this series so far. And I'm going to sound real harsh. And people are going to be like, well, wait a minute. You've never been this harsh on a Marvel show before. So if there's anybody out there that doesn't believe I can be critical of Marvel, this is the episode to watch. This is my reason that I'm, you know, I'm like, dang. And if you notice, I don't have the adult beverage. I got to go driving after this, but... That's why I don't have the adult beverage. But here goes the thing. I'm going to go ahead and be a little critical. This episode, basically, I was wrong. And I'm going to say this. If you go back and watch my episodic recaps of The Secret Invasion, I was wrong. They killed off Talos. He dead dead. <laughs> okay, I thought they was going to pull a little switcheroo. That obviously did not happen. He is dead dead. Uh, <laughs> and... Really, their villain, which to me started off kind of calculating, kind of cool, they threw out, you know, with the things going on. I, I'm i a little disappointed because it seems like this is an ongoing problem because I've seen this happen in multiple Disney Plus Marvel shows where by the time you get... Over the hump of the mid-season episode, 
you're trying to wrap things up so quickly that the villain becomes cartoonish and a little ridiculous. Here's what I'm talking about. Let's go back to a couple. Let's look at, we can't look at WandaVision. WandaVision was done very well, but I can't go back to Falcon and Winter Soldier, even though I did like that. Falcon and Winter Soldier, when they had Flag Smasher, Carly, you know, the character, the young lady uh, with the freckles, you remember her, and it started off where she was a freedom fighter, she was trying for people's rights, but by the time you got over the hump, she wasn't given a damn, okay? And they did their best with that and, you know, kind of grow Sam Wilson's character by talking her back down. And then they had, obviously, U.S. agent, you know, he's over the top, lost his damn mind. And it was just such a dramatic change in personality, not so much for John Walker, U.S. agent, but for Carly when she started jumping on stuff. And I get that. And I get that. I'm cool. But you saw hints of it there. Then let's get on to um, Moon Knight. Moon Knight, yeah, they had a zealot character, but he got sloppy after a certain point. Loki, as great as the Loki show was, once you got over a certain hump, Sylvie got reckless. Ravona Renslayer got reckless. All of those characters got reckless once they reached the hump or the mid point of that season. This one is no different. So what am I saying here? Gravik, he just don't give a damn no more. So when you start getting to a point where you're treating your characters, your, I'm not going to say your characters, but your followers, that's what Gravik has, followers, your followers, like Cannon Fodder, that to me is an easy out for writers to just, let's get this over with. And that's how it felt to me, okay? That's how this episode kind of felt to me. And it was like the buildup, okay? You had a great action scene um, with Priscilla or you know, and 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 Talos's daughter after their little funeral for Talos, and you know, the big dumb part, you know, Gravik sends all these scrolls over to take out, you know, Priscilla, Nick Fury's wife, who disobeyed her orders and not killing Nick Fury because she's a scroll. We know that, but the thing about it is, <laughs> don't they realize this is Nick Fury's wife? You don't think that she got gats in the house? I mean, the minute you got a bullet come in the house, she pulled out an arsenal worthy of John Wick. She 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 was like, yo, clack, clack, yo, throwing backpacks. Like, yo, and they were doing, I mean, I felt like I was watching Wanted <laughs> because they looked like they were curving bullets. They were going back to back to fight. The choreography on that fight and gunfight was kind of tight. I was like, okay, okay. I got a little redeeming episode part in this episode. But, like I said, that wasn't going to be enough. But they did finally tell us what the whole rigmarole was about. And, you know, 
the biggest questions are like the question that I asked last episode. How long has Rhodey been a scroll? Which my, um, until we watch this episode coming out this week, my prediction is still, it happened after Endgame, but before Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay? Give me that, Marvel. Let me be correct about something. I was wrong about Rhodey not being a scroll. I was wrong, wrong, wrong about Talos not getting killed. I still hope and believe Maria Hill can be resurrected, but it's looking real bad that she's getting the axe. I guess all these people's contracts with Marvel are done done, right? All right. But it's like, come on, work with me here. Okay, work with me here. So now we got this final showdown. Nick Fury is doing his thing. He's rolling through the... he uh, The whole end of this series, basically, was Nick Fury going, I'm going to get my guns, I'm going to get everything we need, and I'm going to take this fight to grab it. I mean, never mind the foolishness. Never mind the problem that he rolled the president in the hospital and there was like no security other than him until Rhodey and that crew shows up, which nobody questioned when all that attack went down. War Machine is sitting in a vehicle doing this. Nobody, had, I pray that, 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 that somebody, maybe the, the guard that was with Rhodey with the broke arm that Nick Fury broke in the first or second episode, you know, maybe he will be like, yo, you know, like you were Iron Patriot slash War Machine, call some of that armor and get these dudes off me. You're supposed to be the right hand man of the president. You're a superhero that fought in the Battle of Earth, which is what they're calling it now. And you let this happen? Red flag. Red freaking flag, folks. Red flag. So somebody got to know. Somebody got to know. But that just messes me up. That that just That's what did it. That's what did it. But anyway, let's get let's let's finish up what I'm going to talk about. So we we're leading into the final top episode, but I think this final episode for my predictions is going to leave us with more questions, but I also think that it's going to lead into some great things if the writers can come off strike, if the actors can come off strike and we can get some good stuff, get some final tweaks to the stuff coming out. Number 1, okay? I think that we're going to have a little resolution when it comes to, obviously, Rhodey, all right, and the captured individuals that were replaced by the Skrulls. Obviously, we know that Nick is going into Russia. We also know that that's where they have the machine to create the Super Skrulls. We also know that graphics numbers are diminished because he stopped an insurrection and killed a bunch of his people. And sent a bunch of his people to get whacked. Is that a good... Am I am I showing my age by saying whack? But anyway. <laughs> but get, you know, after they sent him out to Priscilla and all that stuff. But all these people flying around the world real quick. I mean, I know superheroes, comic books. Yeah, whatever. So here goes my deal. Let's go with these predictions going in to 
the sixth and final episode. Well, here goes the thing. We know Nick Fury is going to survive. He's not going to die because we got the Marvels coming out. Don't know exactly when the Marvels falls within the timeline, which is totally skewed due to release dates and how they put these movies out. But I think that chronologically, it still will happen after this. So, what do we have going on? Well, this is what's up. The president, he's going to be gone. We already said this in a previous video. We're going to have Harrison Ford taking William Hurt's place, being General Thunderbolt Thaddeus Ross. And he basically is going to be inside of Brave New World when they finish filming that. With that being said, the Sokovia Accords... We're going to get stuff amped up, and these superpower beings, they're going to renew programs to create political superpower beings, as we have seen being rolled around with the Thunderbolts, with Julia Louis-Dreyfus running around gathering her new team, which will probably be the replacement for the Avengers, because Brave New World, what Avengers are left? You got Hulk. War Machine is compromised, which that's going to lead into armor wars because if you save Rhodey from Russia, because obviously they have to have his body in Russia to put, have on that machine to get that, unless his contract's done and they say Rhodey's dead, but that's a whole different story, then you got nobody to deal with Iron Man technology, which that's not going to happen. But then that's, I think that's going to drive armor wars because that in between time from Endgame and Tony Stark's death all the way to Falcon and Winter Soldier, Skrull Rhodey could have been giving out, you know, Iron Man tech to everybody and their mama. Just saying. Now, everybody, just like you, you're talking about the mutant universe and all that good stuff. The first mutant that's going to appear on screen has already done so, and that's Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel, according to to the MCU. She's a mutant. We said, saw that in the Ms. Marvel series last episode. So there goes your mutant right there. And I don't think we're going to get any of the traditional mutants we know until after Deadpool 3 or even after they do the Secret Wars during the Kang Dynasty. Because I think between Deadpool, Kang Dynasty, and all that other good stuff, we're going to get a mashup that's going to give birth to Fantastic Four x-men and basically saying all these heroes are here and that's just kind of what happens in the comic books that's what they did with the ultimate universe with the miles morales spider-man and i think they're going to do something similar in the mcu Whew. man i tell you well ironheart we're going to talk about that for a hot second which ironheart i think she'll fall within that gray space because she created that stuff without Stark tech. Okay. So she's just as smart. And I think she'll be the catalyst. If you follow some storylines from the armor wars comic, which will be, you know, there was a couple of people that Tony Stark during the comic book run of armor wars took out that didn't have his technology. But he went after them anyway, thinking that it was. And I think that might happen to Rhodey in this aspect, though I don't think it'll get to a point where Rhodey will be a rogue and he'll have to fake his death and all that other good stuff. Uh, you know, that's just me with a little comic book knowledge and all that good stuff. So, 
continuing on with my predictions. Obviously, Gravik's going to die. That's what they do with these Disney Plus villains. The main villain dies. The only one that didn't have a main villain die, I think, was WandaVision. Because Agatha Harkness is still around. She's getting That's basically WandaVision Season 2 when they get to, you know, Agatha Harkness and Coven of whatever they wanted to call it. But think about all the rest of the Disney Plus shows. He Who Remains, dead. You know, Werewolf by Night, they had that old crazy lady, dead. Falcon and Winter Soldier, Carly Rosenthal and the Flag Smashers, dead. You see what I'm saying? See the trend here? She-Hulk. Well, they didn't really kill anybody in She-Hulk, but She-Hulk was more tongue-in-cheek. But, you know, it is what it is. Falcon and... Yeah, I already said Falcon and Winter Soldier. What else was it? Give me some other Disney... What were the other Disney Plus shows? What If had a bunch of people dying. But, you know, but you get it. You get it, you get it, you get it. And what I will also say, I don't know who Nick Fury was talking to at the very end of this episode, but I will say for speculation, I would love for it to be Daisy Johnson Quake, but I don't think it is. I would love for it to be Phil Coulson, but I don't think it is, you know. So, who could it be? Is it Melinda May, the cavalry? Could be, maybe, from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Might be. I mean, she's been doing work on Star Wars. Disney like her. She keep getting work, yo. But I don't think it's her either. I don't think we're going to see any of the Disney, um, the excuse me, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or anybody... You know, yeah, they did Anson Mountain and, uh, you know, Multiverse of Madness, but I don't think we're going to get a whole bunch of that, you know, stuff that was not canon, you know, before, but can be canon because why multiverse? We can do all that, but it is what it is at that point. So what do we get this week? Not much. I will, like I say, my predictions, Gravic dies, Fury survives, obviously, we get the premise for Armor Wars. We also get the premise for Thunderbolts, which I think will be the Thunderbolts are trying to get a hold of. What? The Harvest? Because I think the Harvest may get lost and or compromised during this because that's some really powerful DNA inside that stuff. Captain Marvel, the Hulk, Thanos, Cull of City. There's more DNA in that because they went, scraped all that DNA you think it's the Avengers? You don't know. Ant-Man. That, so you can make you could come up with the argument that maybe they'll come up with a new Marvel character that hasn't been seen in anything. The Super Adaptoid. Oh, would that be awesome? Uh, 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 android with all of the Avengers powers? Hmm. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. Loki's villain. Loki's villain was he who remains. That was he. He was the ultimate villain. He's the one. And he died at the end of that. Dark Doctor Strange. Well, you know, but Doctor Strange was not a Disney Plus show. Yeah, but the Dark Doctor Strange inside of What If. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Or, or, or Infinity Ultron. Yeah, you know, they, they wiped him out. You know, like, or put him away where you can't use him no more. Things like that. It is what it is. Yep, yeah, we. You you refreshed my memory. But anyway, 
We got one more episode to watch, and then we could give the final wraparound next week about Secret Invasion. I mean, I, I, I haven't been to the movies. I've been real, real, you know, around with the grandkids and doing work. Ugh, work. I can't, I can't stand it. But it is what it is. But anyway, everybody, thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to go see Barbie. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So if anybody went to see Barbie, please let me know. I want to call you up and see what you thought about Barbie. I mean, I read the premise. Now, the premise makes me say, damn, I should see it. I'm not going to see it. I'm not going to. You know, you know, I got a granddaughter, but I ain't taking it. She's been acting up. She ain't going to get to see Barbie. She got to wait for the DVD. But, you know, my line is, is are we still going to do this to everybody's childhood? But that thing has made, from what I was talking with a friend of mine, 70 million opening? Jesus. Barbie is the movie to beat, though. 70 mil, yo. Matter of fact, let me do this before I sign off. What? Hey, Google, what was Barbie's opening weekend totals? I, I guess my stuff don't. Hey, Google, what was Barbie's weekend opening totals? $155 million in its opening weekend. Shut up, Google. Google, stop. Google, stop. $155 million? Jeez. But let's hit that funky outro. And as always, if you can't say something nice, don't say it at all. Send it to me some kind of way. Smoke, signal, carrier pigeon, Twitter threads right here in the comment section and i'll say it for you peace y'all i'm out of here funky outro music in three two one a thousand words ain't enough to define the body of oh it's all lies it's all lies it's all lies